Welcome to another edition of EOS, Traction for Your Workplace Goals. EOS stands for Entrepreneurial Operating System. And Michelle Millard is an implementer of EOS and thus the professional on whom to lean when you're trying to make these things work and advance the goals for your business. Hi, Michelle. Hello. By the way, this is the 10th episode in a series with Michelle. And so if you've happened upon us here in the 10th episode, certainly want to invite you to look back at the prior nine. And uh, the link to that is right in the show notes for this episode. You'll be taken to a EOS page and you'll see all those other episodes there. And to some extent, they've been um, ordered accordingly so that we might be uh, stepping from one point to another and they sort of lead to each other. And in that regard, our last episode talked a little bit about trying to um, figure out why certain things haven't been progressing. And, uh, and then now we'll pick up with part two of that conversation, which has to do with essentially, I guess what you'd say, Michelle, our processes, right? That might be slowing us down. Yes, for sure. Yes. We want to systemize the predictable. Now that makes a lot of sense uh, because um, if you're doing something repetitively and there's not a lot of change to that, then it makes sense to be clear on how to carry that forward in some sort of systematic way. Is that right? For sure. So there's an expression out there and I'll say it slowly because it's sometimes hard to, to process it without a visual, but it's systemize the predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. So I'll say it one more time, systemize the predictable so you can humanize the exceptional. And what that basically means is how do we make a system or a process of what you can predict? So some things aren't predictable, something there's a science behind certain things. We want to make sure that what we can put a science behind, what we can document, what we can predict, what we can process, we do that. So we can celebrate, right, the art form of humans, right? And we can celebrate the exceptional, right? And, and we are. So once we have that process and somebody does it exceptionally well, let's celebrate that. And so that's kind of what I want to touch on um, as we talk about this uh, podcast today. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so it would seem that the easy part, I'm putting easy in quotes here, the easy part would be to, to systemize the predictable. I mean, we know what we're doing in terms of uh, mm. the, the processes that we have to uh, implement mm. or use. At least I think we know. Is that a fair point of view? <laughs> it is definitely, I think, you know, um, and sometimes it gets tough, right? So as we grow, so let's say we double in size, we don't only double in complexity, we quadruple in complexity. Oh my. Um, and so that is the one that we don't really think about. We just think about as we grow, we're just going to get more complex and we'll handle the complexity. And we're saying we don't have to. So it's this whole idea of, of systemize makes you simplify. And so basically, if you can take and put systems in place, it makes it easier to manage. It makes things more consistent ultimately then more predictable and then scalable. So I'll use an example. So there's a handful of core processes. Let's just use HR for an example. If there is no HR process and the person, maybe it's recruiting part of that, and they're just kind of doing their thing, one, we don't really know what the results are, right? Because if, if it's done differently every single time, there's no stake in the ground to really get accurate data of success or failure. Um, and so sometimes we put it on the candidates that we're not getting good candidates, but sometimes we don't have the right process to get good candidates. And mm. so that's what I mean. It says make the system uh, there 
So it's easier to manage. So if this is how we do the whole HR process, when that system's easier, then it's consistent. Then I can predict maybe outcomes that are coming from there. And then I can scale it, meaning that I can teach others how to do that. And it becomes so much easier. Again, it almost comes full circle to then manage people in that process, in that system with those results. Uh-huh. Boy, you know, as I listen to you talk about that, I, I wonder if a lot of us who are small business owners are hearing that and saying, boy, I haven't done that. I mean, seriously, we spend as business owners, uh, the, the crux of our time focused on the core business, not necessarily focused on how it works or what systems might be better or how to market it, or, you know, all these other things that might not be in our ballywick, but we need them. As I'm listening to you talk about that, I'm wondering, has a majority of folks even considered that? Man. Yeah. So um, most organizations don't. The process component of the business is usually the last thing to get done and the most cumbersome to get done. Yeah. Could but be why it's last. Is, <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's like, you know, you eat the whole expression, eat the frog, right? No one's eating the frog, right? Yeah. They're not doing this first, which is okay. Right. So we'll ha- we just have to make sure we get it done. But the daunting part with most organizations is that they think they have to have a hundred, 200, 300 page SOP in our world. In my world is somewhere, start somewhere. So we do a reverse role of what's called a 2080 approach. And 20% of the process is written that give you 80% of the results of the best way, the fastest way, the strongest way to get done what you need to get done. Hmm. So like there's an HR process, there's an accounting process, but the HR process can be broken down into six or seven, right? Operations can be broken down into 300 sometimes, right? But, but there is a mindset that I can't tackle that. It's too big. And so if we break it down and just say, let's do only, literally only 20% of the processes that get you 80% of the results. So results could be profitability, efficiencies, you know, structure, whatever those things that you need. Maybe it's the problem areas. Um, maybe we're not uh, taking care of our customers well. So let's start there. So that's kind of where we want is systemize the predictable. Yeah. And so uh, figure out 20% of the processes to address 80%. Fill the rest of that in again for me. Yeah. 80% of the results in your organization. Yeah. So So it doesn't mean that it's going to be super easy. You've got to sit there and figure out what those 20% of things are, right? Yes. Yeah. And that could take some head spinning. uh, yeah, it definitely could take some head spinning and some group think for sure um, from the leadership team and, and where do we need it and what do we need first, right? So sometimes it's easier to deal with the broken um, or the bent, right? And where do we need to fix that? But there's a whole concept that I kind of want to switch over to and it leads into this is this whole idea of delegating and elevating, right? Yeah. So how do we delegate? So I'm being funny. So if somebody has to um design a, uh, they say they want to have a customer relationship management tool brought into the organization, right? Because we have a problem with our customer service end and we need to keep touch with our customers. What happens is the, the owner of that, not the owner of the business, but the owner of that research 
thinks they have to take on that whole entire role. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and what happens is when we can do this is we can systemize the predictable, meaning let's systemize the research of this and say, what are the things that we need to do? What are the major steps? And one major step is figure out what we really need this CRM to do. So as the, the owner of this project, do you really need to do that? Can you delegate that to somebody, give them guard, you know, kind of guardrails where to stay in between, empower them to be able to say, this is how, this is what we ultimately need. We need to figure out all the features and benefits that every department in this organization will need that will touch on this CRM and launch them. You're going to have to have meetings with them and updates and tweaks and things of that sort, because maybe they don't have all the skills, but you don't have to do that. And so, again, it's all going back to let's humanize the exceptional, right? You just delegated something that off your plate that you don't have to spend time with, that that's not what I would call your unique ability as a leader of this project. Somebody else can do that work. Your unique ability is figuring out from the leadership team, if you're not on that team, what the budget is. And then the ultimate decision from all the demos. So, I mean, there's thousands of CRMs out there. So you wean it down to five, right? But you have to see all those demos. And so all of that time you have to do probably as a leader of this project because the buck stops there. Mm-hmm. Right? When you bring this in, your employees aren't responsible for that. You are. And so you want to make sure that they've done their due diligence. But that's a way to do that. And that's what you take on and, and own, if you will, and have as your unique ability to what you love and are great at and let somebody else do some of the other things that are, are easily delegated. I presume that uh, once some of us... I say us, because I, I struggle with this a little bit too. And I talked about it in the last episode. Once we get used to the idea of letting something go and let someone else do it, uh, I presume that feels liberating on the other side of that, right? <laughs> no, it does. And like I say, some of this was included in podcast nine. It, yeah. it is, is it sounds very similar to it. It's identifying where you should be issues within the organization and how do we start to tackle them um, and, and really feel that and, and really empower ourselves. And so the whole delegate and elevate is delegate. It can be to somebody or off off your plate, right? Or it can be literally waste out of the organization. But it also can be the elevation is your elevation, but it's also the mindset of elevating others, right? And we talked about that in nine. It's just really making sure that we um, inspire our people and engage our people. And if somebody is on the cusp of really engaged and loving it, like just feel that fire. I mean, that's what we're there for. Uh, and so it just really is, and this is the whole ability to get unstuck, right? We're, that's the podcast today is unstuck and overwhelmed. And if we do that by systemizing things and delegating things, then we can get unstuck and do what we are great at. And then everybody else does what they're great at. And it, it just works. It just, it, it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is uh, a step in the process when you're, when you're working with an organization, uh, uh, you're examining all of the things that we've talked about, but when you get to this point, uh, we're really taking a look at where the uh, diversions might be happening that slow things down in terms of how we get it done. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's um, there's another tool that I'll drop in there, and it's what's called a level 10 agenda uh, in the issues list. And some of these we've talked on in the previous ones as well. So just more of a reminder, if you if you have heard them before, then this will be a refresher. If you haven't, jump back there. But the um, we got to capture all these issues. So I wake up at two o'clock in the morning, even, even as a sole entrepreneur, and go, oh, my goodness. And I need a place to put that. 
And so we can put this on a, on a long-term issues list, and then we identify what is the most important thing that I need to do with all of the issues. I mean, sometimes there's 136 issues happening in organizations at once, Peter. Can mm. you imagine? Yikes. And just the, yeah, the chaos. No wonder people are stuck. No wonder they're overwhelmed. But we just need to be able to compartmentalize and bucket them and then prioritize them. And then I go back to the beginning. Let's systemize the predictable, right? Let's get the processes written because most of the time we're dealing with chaos because someone didn't do their job right. Well, and, and I don't want to ruin the thunder for the for the uh, podcast 11 coming, but, but we have to write those processes. We have to be able to train them uh, on all of those things so that it becomes easier, right? We've talked about it, easier to manage, consistent, predictable, scalable. All of those things is all kind of feeds into you know, that ability to get better, faster, stronger when we do those things. And there's the preview for the upcoming episode. <laughs> but uh, in the meanwhile, yes, have a listen here. And then if you have not checked out some of the foundational discussions that we've had that have led to this, those prior nine episodes are linked in the show notes as well. And by the way, Michelle is more than happy to, uh, to chat with you if you have a question or two that's come up. As a result of having listened to some of these episodes, she also has some uh, uh, tools that she's more than happy to share with you at no cost or obligation. And uh, those details are in the show notes of the accompanying episodes. And uh, all you have to do is reach out and ask. Michelle's email is there and your-sherpa.com is uh, the website to check out and to make contact. All right, so onward we go, and we'll talk uh, more about how to make things uh, have traction in our coming episode. Michelle, thank you. Thank you very much, Richard.